I heard someone say that if you want to be successful in any area of life, the key is to find someone who is already successful in that area and learn from them. Sounds like a pretty simple formula, right? You're listening to Renewed with your host, Jay Courage. And today we're going to be looking at part one of a series titled, Lord, Teach Us to Pray. This is from the Lord, Teach Us series. And today we're going to begin with Luke chapter 11, verse one, which says, and I'm reading from the remedy version. One day when Jesus finished talking with his father, one of his interns or disciples said to him, master, please teach us to pray and talk to God like John taught his disciples. What we see here is that Jesus's disciples made an important request, one that is applicable to us today in 2020. Lord, teach us to pray, teach us to talk to God like John taught his disciples. This shows that they look to Jesus as their teacher and we have a good reason or should I say several good reasons to do so as well. For example, Hebrews 1 verses 1 to 3 tells us that God has in these last days spoken to us by his son, meaning that the Godhead in these last days has agreed and decided to communicate the principles of God's kingdom the nature of the person of God, they have decided to translate the message of eternity to humankind through Jesus, the Christ, the son of God. Something else to consider, Matthew 11, verse 27, no one knows the father, but the son. This was said by Jesus, the Christ himself. And when he uses the word knows, he's speaking more so about intimate, intimacy. In the book of Genesis chapter three, it says that Adam knew Eve, his wife. Excuse me, that's actually chapter four of Genesis. Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she then conceived and had a child. So to know when used in the Bible is, is usually used in the context of, 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 of deep intimacy. And it tells us here that no one knows the father, but the son. So who better to learn how to converse than communicate with the father than Jesus, the son, the one who is intimately united with the father. And one more thought to consider. Matthew chapter four says that when Jesus spoke to his disciples, this was before they were his followers, he invited them and said, follow me. And by follow me, Jesus means follow my ways, follow my example. And this includes follow the method in which I pray. So Jesus invited people to follow him. And today he's doing the same thing, which means that we have to be his students. We have to be prepared and ready to learn from him. 
to examine his lifestyle, to study his practices in order to be his followers. Because again, when he says, follow me, he's saying, follow my example, follow my way, do as you see me do. Considering that the disciples had an idea of prayer from their upbringing and the common practices in the synagogues, I can't help but wonder what inspired them to make this request. Now, by, by, by now in this, in his ministry, Jesus had healed the man who had leprosy. The disciples saw this. He had cast out demons from another person. The disciples, again, they saw this. He taught lessons that were uncommon, such as love your enemy. He even raised a widow's son from the dead. Now, think about it. This was an active ministry that only spanned over the time frame of about three and a half years. As the disciples watched Jesus in action, they saw him do things that were unheard of, things that they had never seen before. They even had the chance to see him calm the stormy winds. And they also witnessed him predict his own death with unflinching courage. So they saw Jesus live a life that they've never seen any man live before. And of course, they saw how Jesus, despite his busy schedule, prioritized prayer. He would stay up late at night to pray, to talk with his father. He will rise up early in the morning to pray, to talk with his father. Times where people would be clamoring for his attention to come and heal their children, to provide for their needs. There were times where he said to the disciples, I see that the need is great, but come aside, rest for a while. We see that Jesus was a man when he walked this earth who prioritized prayer, time with God and meditation. And by meditation, I simply mean contemplating and mentally considering and concentrating on his relationship with God, on what the Spirit of God is saying to him. He then goes on from verse 1 to verses 2 to 4 to give the disciples the example or the blueprint of prayer. When you talk to God, say this, Father, your character is beautiful and holy. Let your kingdom of love come. Provide us with what we need each day. Forgive us our wrongs as we also forgive all those who wrong us and lead us away from temptations. He lays a blueprint for prayer 
talking with God. And I would like to go ahead and break that down just a bit. Number one, talking with God, a.k.a. prayer, involves meeting with God. Proverbs 15 verse 8 says, the prayer of the upright is God's delight. It's important for us to understand that God, the creator of the universe, is interested in spending quality time with us. He's interested in what's on our minds. He's interested in what concerns us. He's interested in what our joys are. He is invested in us and he delights in spending time with us. Now it's Proverbs 15, eight says the prayer of the upright. And as we continue forward, it's my intention to clarify and define what it means to be upright. Number two, prayer involves us acknowledging our daily needs. And by daily needs in the practical sense, Philippians 4 verse 19 says, my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches that are in Christ Jesus. My God will supply all of my needs. God wants to hear of our daily, common, practical needs and requests. Number three, prayer involves us acknowledging our spiritual needs, motives, intentions, the state of our conscience. Psalm 51 verse 2 says, wash me thoroughly and make me clean. Only God can wash the spirit and conscience of man. We can't go to any other doctor, any physician. There's no there's no medicine that's sold over the counter that can satisfy and heal the broken spirit, the the afflicted spirit, the confused mind. But he says here, wash me thoroughly and make me clean. Again, prayer involves meeting with God. Prayer involves us acknowledging our daily practical needs. And it also involves us acknowledging our spiritual needs, motives, intentions, things that afflict and and, and concern the conscience. Prayer is also an opportunity to be vulnerable with God. And by vulnerable, I mean open and truthful. You see, when we're vulnerable with each other, we risk being hurt in return. But when we're vulnerable with God, we do not risk being bruised by God because God only comes to heal. However, it is important for us to learn how to be open with God. Some people say that we shouldn't bring up certain things to God. We shouldn't ask him certain things. But in reality, God invites us to come before him totally naked. We can speak to God about what angers us, about what frightens us about what encourages us, about what we hope for. And even we can speak to God about our discouragements. We can speak to God about our shortcomings, things that we can't talk to others about. We can talk to God about 
things that we find it difficult to even admit and confess to ourselves, we can go before our Heavenly Father and open up, pour it out. Regrets, we can pour it out before God. With everything that's going on now, with the pandemic, it's okay for us to take before God everything that's being stirred up on the inside of us. Fear of, fear of loss of income. Fear of not being able to provide. Fear of, 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 of not being able to nurture and maintain good health. Fear of what the future may hold, both for us and our loved ones, and even humanity as a whole. Fear of the condition of, of, of the, the economy and government. We can bring this all before God. Nothing is off limits. Also, prayer that is open and vulnerable and honest, it also helps to prepare us to receive from God. It helps to prepare us to listen to God. One person put it this way. Prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice in the depths of our hearts. I like that because it's so much more than us shouting from earth to the high heavens what we want and how we feel. It's actually an experience of being united in company with the living God where we're able to open up our minds and our hearts and share our inner thoughts and feelings. And we're also able to receive as he opened up his mind and shares with us. Jesus simplified prayer. There has always been and there always will be different ways in which people pray. Of course, with the many different religions, there are many different practices and approaches to prayer. Some recite various repetitions. Some think that prayer must be made only in a particular language, such as Hebrew. Some kneel down, even in public places, several times a day as a type of ritual. Yet again, Jesus simplified this practice and he invites us all to engage in it. For example, don't be hypocritical, Matthew 6, 5. Jesus makes it clear that a hypocritical heart is not a heart that is considered to be upright, as it tells us in Proverbs 15, 8. God knows us better than we know ourselves. So there's no reason for us to go to God pretending to be more than we are, pretending to have done and accomplished more than we have done and accomplished. He invites us just to come as we are. Another point, don't praise yourself in comparison with others. Luke, 8, Luke 18, verse 11. Our job and our, our journey here on earth has little to do with competing with other people. And when it comes down to how God looks at us, he's not looking at how good you are compared to others, how much you've served compared to others. He's only comparing us with himself. And in that, he stoops down low to lift us high to his standard. And one more point I share, and there are many more. Be confident 
that you're being heard. Hebrews 4 verse 16 gives us a license to come before the throne of grace boldly. Be confident that God hears you simply because you're confident that he loves you. I'll close with this thought. Someone said, the reality is my prayers don't change God, but I am convinced prayer changes me. Praying boldly boots me out of that stale place of religious habit into authentic connection with God himself. I'm grateful that we can ask the Lord to teach us anything on this planet because he is the master teacher. And I'm glad that today we've been able to begin to break open the seal and allow the Lord to teach us how to pray.